0: When I consider that God is light, things take on a different perspective. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If God is light, and he is, then he can travel at least at the speed of light which in a vacuum, void of oxygen, is 186,282.3968 miles per second or 670,616,629 miles per hour. If we assign 5 miles per hour to man about the speed of jogging, God would travel 134,123,326 times faster than man. Using these calculations, the earth's 6,000-plus years of history is just 23.5 minutes in God time. Isaiah 66, verse 1, Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me, and where is the place of my rest? The earth is God's footstool. He props his feet up here. One believer who had a near-death experience testified that he saw God on his throne and that his big toe was as big as the U.S. state of New Jersey. For the curious, the total area of the state of New Jersey is 8,722 square miles. Maybe to some that testimony sounds ridiculous, but the earth is just God's footstool. The verse we just read said that the heaven is God's throne, not his kingdom, just his throne. God is a big, very big God. God is light and he is timeless, even from everlasting to everlasting, seeing the end from the very beginning. Science now claims that time stops at the speed of light. Consider Exodus three thirteen and 14. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. The great I am that I am is light, and he is timeless. When God speaks to us in his word and throughout our journey here, it's time to bow down the ear. When I commune with God, I don't clutter the air, giving God my philosophy on life. I strive to tune in and learn how to live. Dear visitor, have you yet to be born again as Jesus directs in John three? 3? Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Born again means what it says, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God. In just a moment, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt, and if you follow from your heart, you will participate in the greatest miracle man can know. Everything will change for you today, and believe me when I say everything. Today, all of your sins and shame will be washed away by Jesus Christ's cleansing blood. You will be gloriously clean. Today, all of Satan's bondages in your life will be broken, every single one. You will be wonderfully free. Today, you will be born again. Here is the prompt I promised. Click on the further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Now for today's subject. God said, Leviticus 17, 11 through 14. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Therefore I said unto you, the children of Israel, no soul of you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger that sojourneth among you eat blood. And whatsoever man there be of the children of Israel, or of the strangers that sojourn among you, which hunteth and catcheth any beast or fowl that may be eaten, he shall even pour out the blood thereof, and cover it with dust. For it is the life of all flesh, the blood of it is for the life thereof. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh, for the life of all flesh is in the blood thereof. Whosoever eateth it shall be cut off. God said, First John 1, verse 5, This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. God said, Exodus 3, 13 and 14, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Man said, God has no credentials with me. This biblical God condemns the way I live, so who needs him? Anyway, Science has proved that there is no God, didn't it? Well, that's what I heard. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said feature 1170 that will once again contend for the glorious inerrancy of the majority text Holy Bible. All of these faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the blood box and to be used as ammunition in the battle for the lost sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. May God's face shine upon you and yours with light and truth. All of God's words found in his holy Bible are true and righteous altogether, every jot and every tittle. Since the Garden of Eden... Every word spoken, every commandment and principle has been challenged in an attempt to discredit the supernatural inerrancy of God's holy word. The challenge was initially launched by Satan himself, and he has since paraded his best and brightest before men. Satan's most appealing champions rally the spiritually blind and deaf behind his banner of unbelief. But after 6,000 years and millions of attempts, the number of winds in their column remains a big, fat zero, a really fat zero. Sixty-six books make up the Bible. They were authored by God and penned by His holy men, and each position the book has taken has proven to be the incontrovertible truth. We need to know it's true. Everything most literally, and I mean most literally, depends upon it. Approximately 3,500 years ago, Moses penned the following passages concerning blood. Truths declared thousands of years before modern science came to its own understanding. Genesis 9, 4 through 6. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. And surely your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it. And at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. Leviticus seventeen eleven through 14. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, No soul of you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger that sojourneth among you eat blood. And whatsoever man there be of the children of Israel, or of the strangers that sojourn among you, which hunteth and catcheth any beast or fowl that may be eaten, He shall even pour out the blood thereof and cover it with dust, for it is the life of all flesh. The blood of it is for the life thereof. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, ye shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh, for the life of all flesh is the blood thereof. Whosoever eateth it shall be cut off. God's word said life is in the blood, and today's biologists confirm this truth. The following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature, A Merry Heart or a Broken Spirit. The thoughts of your heart will define you and your future. Proverbs seventeen twenty two: A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. This passage speaks directly of the results of thoughts, God speaks of a merry heart doing good like a medicine, and states that a broken spirit dries up the bones. Remember, this passage was authored thousands of years before science began to certify its truth. Obviously, God doesn't need man to certify his truth, but the gainsayers do. The bones in our bodies are key to excellent living, and their role is much more than simply a structure upon which to hang organs and flesh. Inside our bones is found a spongy, moist tissue called bone marrow, where all of our body's blood cells are produced. The blood cells begin life in the moist marrow as stem cells. These stem cells divide and form the various cells that make up our blood and immune system. Out of this moist bone marrow come red blood cells which carry oxygen and nutrients to the body and also the white blood cells that fight infections. Without bone marrow, there could be no human life. The amazing bone is strong as steel, but light as aluminum, and inside the cancellous bones of the ribs, vertebrae, sternum, and pelvis is bone marrow, a moist hive of activity. Imagine. 2 million red blood cells are being replaced every second, and they're being generated in the body's bone marrow. So then the red blood cells carry oxygen and nutrients to the body, and the white blood cells defend against disease. Both find their beginnings in moist bone marrow. New fields of study have arisen concerning white blood cells and immune system malfunction called psychoneuroimmunology, or neuromunomodulation. It is now known that stress, depression, sorrow, grief, anger, and negative thoughts have a direct negative effect on white blood cells, and happy, joyful, restful, positive thoughts have a direct positive effect on white and red blood cell production and activity. Remember, red blood cells bring oxygen and nutrients to the body, and white blood cells defend it against disease and sickness. Did God get it right 3,000 years ago in Proverbs seventeen twenty-two? A final quote concerning a merry heart was found in the subhead in a USA Weekend tabloid dated May 30 to June 1, 1997. It reads, More doctors insist... Laughter is a miracle drug. Now some are even prescribing it. Unfortunately, the merry heart is becoming more and more scarce. According to the World Health Organization, by the year 2020, depression will likely be the second leading cause of death and uh, the cause of death, excuse me, and lost productivity right behind cardiovascular disease. The other half of Proverbs 7.22 says, "17:22 says, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. <clears throat> Note in 2021, the CDC listed suicide among the top nine leading causes of death in people aged 10 to 64. It was the second leading cause of death for people 10 to 14, 20 to 34. You'll be amazed at what you hear next. In an article in Psychology Today titled, The Blues... Are a bone breaker, research conducted by Dr. Ulrich Schweiger of the Max Planck Institute of Psychiatry in Germany was cited. Schweiger measured bone density of 18 depressed, hospitalized men and women and another group of 21 patients who were free of depression. All were over the age of 40. The results were shocking. The research took place over a period of two years. At the end of two years, Schweiger compared the bone density of both groups. The depressed patients lost significantly more bone mass than those who were not depressed. The following is a direct quote from Dr. Schweiger. He says, it provides a vital link in explaining the increased mortality observed particularly in men with major depression. Another piece of research reported that 75% of our daily thoughts are negative. Which cause a responding negative physical reaction. Remember, a broken spirit drieth up the bones. The manufacturing plant of red and white blood cells, end quote. The title in the five page feature in the July August 2023 issue of Discover magazine reads Young Blood. The subhead reads Are you ready for a super? Age-reducing supplement, a revolutionary, clinically proven, all-natural remedy, guaranteed to make you look 20 years younger and 30 pounds lighter, or your money back? Compelling, right? Several paragraphs from the feature follow. We've all seen some variation of this message. Another hard sell for a product that promises the benefits of youth or exercise or something else in a pill but what if legitimate researchers were actually developing drugs that could one day do what those sketchy late-night infomercials and YouTube videos have been claiming for years? That is exactly what scientists at leading universities across the U.S. are doing by searching for factors circulating in our own blood that appear to confer the health benefits of youth and exercise. The first breakthrough came in 2014, when Tony Weiss-Corey and colleagues at Stanford University surgically connected the bloodstreams of an old mouse and a young mouse in a process called heterochronic parabiosis. As they reported in Nature Medicine, the procedure caused the old brain to function more like a younger one, generating more new brain cells and improving the ability to learn and remember. Then in 2020... Saul Bolita of the University of California, San Francisco, published a paper in Science showing that the long-established cognitive benefits of exercise could likewise be conferred by injecting the blood of elderly exercising mice into the bloodstream of their elderly sedentary sedentary, uh, littermates. It was exciting, Bolita says. I was interested in looking for blood factors linked to aging that were not just biomarkers, but that you could manipulate and affect the aging process. That's where parabiosis came in. Belita, Wise, Corey, and colleagues later came up with the idea of repeatedly injecting blood plasma from old mice into young mice rather than surgically connecting them. The results described in a 2011 paper in Nature showed that the young mice treated with blood serum from old mice performed worse on tests of learning and memory. Something in the blood of the old mice was transforming the young mice into mental geezers. In 2014, they published their extraordinary follow-up, this time showing that blood serum from young mice, when repeatedly injected into old mice, not only improved their learning and memory, but also increased the rate at which their neurons matured and synapses grew. The reaction to that paper was insane, absolutely insane, Lolita says. I was interviewed on CNN and Fox News. The idea that there's something in young blood that's beneficial, all of a sudden people are talking about vampire therapy. But at its core, it's such a simple concept. Even uh, even my mom was not surprised by that. In Guatemala, the Maya culture is predominant. Our ancestors performed sacrifices of young people to give the king virility. Given the unlikely and ethically questionable prospect of turning the blood of young people into a kind of drug for old people, Belita Weiss, Corey, and others instead turned to the question of identifying what properties in young blood made it so beneficial. In 2020, Lolita published his answer in Science. By then, running his own laboratory at UCSF, he reported that blood levels of the liver enzyme glycosylphosphatidylinositol specific phospholipase D1 or GLP-D1 increase after exercise. That enzyme was also elevated in older mice whose cognitive function was unusually good for their age, an observation similarly seen in active, healthy older humans. What's more, raising the blood levels of GPLD1 in old mice improved their ability to learn and remember. The discovery was significant enough that Valida and two of his co authors filed for a patent on the use of GLPD1 for treating or preventing the cognitive effects of aging. We're not going to take a 75-year-old man and turn him into a 21-year-old, Belita is quick to note. Even so, that hasn't stopped the search by other scientists for other blood factors to convey the benefits of youth or exercise, including one favored by Belita's mentor, Weiss Corey. The National Institute of Health, meanwhile, is spending $170 million dollars on a study designed to search more systematically for ways to measure the benefits of physical exercise and chemical molecules within our bodies. And in January 2022, one of the most richly financed startups in history, Altos Labs, announced that it was starting out with $3 billion in funding to study rejuvenation and develop anti-aging techniques. Let's be clear. When it comes to the blood factors being studied, not one of these substances has yet been given to a single human being, yet alone to dozens or hundreds in a randomized clinical trial. Nearly all of the evidence so far is based on studies of mice. Nevertheless, Volita, Rand, Wise, Kore, and others pressed forward, seeking to discern with scientific rigor. What may and myths and stories of vampires have suggested for centuries that the secrets of life flow within our veins. By now, dozens of scientific studies of GLPD-1 have been published, as have hundreds of both clusterin and irisin. Clusterin is the protein appearing to be the most strongly associated with the increase of cognitive function post-injection, while irisin is secreted by muscles in response to exercise. But FDA approval of any blood factors associated with youth or exercise remains years away. People get antsy when you tell them they have to wait, but the complexity of this field is astronomical, Weiss-Corey says. I believe that these are all true findings, but making a drug out of that is a huge challenge. Nevertheless, he has started a company, Alcahest, to search for fractions of blood plasma from young people that convey the benefits of youth and exercise. leader has signed on as a scientific advisor, end of quote. The goal to turn back the biological ravages of time and to live forever has been man's urgent quest since he lost immortality and was ejected from paradise. Eternal life and youth was lost through an act of unbelief and disobedience. And there is a way back. It requires the opposite action, which is faith in Christ Jesus and obedience to God's Word. However, you can be sure man will surely seek another way. Several years ago, the following excerpts were published in the God Said, Man Said feature, Special Report, Immortality. The March 2017 headline on the cover of the research update by Life Extension Foundation reads, Human Age Reversed, Are We There Already? Headlines of various publications were cited in this feature. October 27, 2016, GeekWire.com Is Jeff Bezos Looking for the Fountain of Youth? Jeff Bezos, billionaire, founder of Amazon and Mayo Clinic, are investors in a startup that received $116 million to develop anti-aging therapies. December 2, 2010, The Washington Post. A Harvard professor says he can cure aging, but is that a good idea? November 29, 2016, The Telegraph. World's first anti-aging drug could see humans live to 120. April 24, 2016, The Wall Street Journal. Fountain of Youth? Drug trial has seniors scrambling to prove they're worthy. June 26, 2016, New York Post. What if you could live forever? September 2016, Scientific American. Will we defeat aging? Life Extension went on to discuss various lines of research focused on age reversal. One of them was Young Stem Cell Mobilized Plasma Transfer. One of the presentation slides reads, When young blood is circulated into old animals, there is a systematic rejuvenation effect. Experiments have been proceeding with lab mice. The February 2017 issue of Time magazine published a multi-page feature titled Longevity Special Report. One of the features in the section is titled Young Blood Transfusions. A few excerpts follow. It may sound vampire-esque, but 50 people in the U.S. have paid $8,000 for a transfusion of plasma from someone between the ages of 16 to 25. The study is run by Ambrosia, a company based in Monterey, California. The concept stems from mouse research by Irina Conboy, Associate Professor of Bioengineering at the University of California, Berkeley, and others. In 2005... She and her research partner and husband, Michael Conboy, showed that when older mice were surgically sutured to younger mice, their tissues got healthier. The takeaway was not that young blood is a cure-all, but some entrepreneurs ran with the idea. The story has switched into a highly exaggerated search of young blood as a silver bullet to combat aging, Irina says. In a recent follow-up study, the conboys developed a way to exchange the blood of young and old mice without surgically joining them. They found that old mice had some improvements, but that young mice experienced rapid declines. The big result is that a single exchange hurts the young partner more than it helps the old partner, says Michael. End of quotes. Man is looking for another way void of faith in God and obedience to his word. Immortality is God's purview, and there is a way. Adam and Eve and their original immortality have been roundly ridiculed by the academics, but not so fast, say the saints. Immortality is a glorious part of the born-again promise, and the blood that Jesus Christ shed on Calvary's tree makes this marvelous salvation and immortality the blessed hope possible if you are not yet born again click on the further with jesus you can participate in the greatest miracle of all time this very day and ultimately live forever and the quote billions of dollars are being spent to create the pill that will extend human life with the ultimate goal of living forever can you imagine that just such a pill already exists? Years ago, a child of God coined the phrase, Goss pills, and man, does that pill work. When struggling with life situations, God said, man said, recommends gospel pills. For example, if you are dealing with fear, take a three by five index card and write the following on it. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Add additional cards with verses pertaining to your need. Read these cards every four waking hours. They will certainly work. Looking for a pill that will add many quality years to your life? A large compilation of major lifestyle health studies found that attending God's house more than twice a week extended life by 11%. The average human male-female lifespan in the U.S. is 77 years. 11% longer delivers nearly 8.5 additional years or 3,092 days. Gospels? I think so. Thousands of years before modern science discovered life was in the blood, God's Word was already there, declaring it true and righteous altogether. To slow-moving man and the so-called wisest among us, the Bible's story of creation and life's particulars is regarded as the very archaic, low-value words of mere men. But to God who travels at least at 670,616,629 miles per hour, the events of Genesis 1 took place 23.5 minutes ago. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Le- Leviticus chapter 17, 11-14, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls." For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, No soul of you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger that sojourneth among you eat blood. And whatsoever man there be of the children of Israel, or of the strangers that sojourn among you, which hunteth and catcheth any beast or fowl that may be eaten, he shall even pour out the blood thereof and cover it with dust. For it is the life of all flesh, the blood of it, is for the life thereof. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, ye shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh, for the life of all flesh is the blood thereof. Whosoever eateth it shall be cut off. God said first John chapter one verse five, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. God said Exodus three thirteen and fourteen. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Man said, God has no credentials with me. This biblical God condemns the way I live, so who needs him? Anyway, science has proved that there is no God, didn't it? Well, that's what I heard. Now you have the record.